the Bitterfly Podcast. Knowledge is food, bitches. Eat up. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bitterfly Podcast. Today, I have two guests I'm ecstatic to be interviewing, Noni Cream and Reese Record. They are a couple from Lifetime's reality TV show, Marrying Millions. Um, And before we start, I just got to say the season finale airs Wednesday, October 7th at 10 p.m. on Lifetime Network. You guys definitely got to check it out. Um, But welcome, Reese and Noni. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having us. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, Welcome, my fellow Seattleites. Um, I was so excited to see you guys on the show representing the city. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. All the random shots of like Reese at the skate park and Noni's like Queen Anne view of the Space Needle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chef's yeah. kiss. <laughs> yep, pretty much Seattle, right? <laughs> yep, classic. Um, so thanks for coming on. What did you guys think of reality TV before this experience? And what do you think about it now? <laughs> I can probably speak to that one. Neither of us have ever watched a reality television show i've never seen a kardashian i've never seen a housewife i've never seen a single reality show it's just not a genre i ever looked at so i made an agreement with myself that when we decided to do this i was absolutely not going to do any research because i didn't want to get turned off and not do it. And I also and I also just kind of wanted to keep whatever we were doing as authentic and and real, you know, as possible. So I, I actually have no concept of what reality TV really means <laughs> outside of us, outside of our show. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't really ever watch TV either, but I think the I did I have seen her like I grew up watching like Jackass or like that was my reality tv or <laughs> so i guess i never really watched too much either no i want to say i've watched it from like my sisters or something they've like had it on but like definitely different being like first time filming or anything was just like it's super weird we were like, terrified we yeah. were like this is either going to be awesome and so fun or like the worst decision we've ever made and we're gonna hate ourselves in a year. Yeah. So who convinced who to do this? Or was it both a group effort? No, I she totally me. convinced Reese. <laughs> you know, there are so many things that I wanna talk about. And although reality TV may not be the loftiest platform, anytime somebody hands you a mic, it's your responsibility to fucking use it, right? So. I like to talk about feminism. I like to talk about uh, women in the C-suite. I like to talk about my business. I like to talk about parenting. I like to talk about a lot of stuff. So anytime you hand me a mic, I'm gonna attempt to use it. And whether the editor gets all that in or not is on them, but at least it gives me an opportunity to, to speak to the people that buy my stuff and hopefully spread messaging that matters to people like the young women that, that my little girl is about to become. I love that. I don't know why Reese did it. (laughs) He just did it because I told him to. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's been a lot of fun. It's just been like, yeah, it's you gotta, it's a different, it's a whole different thing, you know, because it's like, it is, it's like, not everything's real. Like, there's a little bit of whatever, but it's all pretty real. Like, the, uh, you know, like, seeing, we didn't know how they were going to edit it right like yeah so they're filming it's like you don't know what's gonna make what they're actually gonna show and then you watch it and it's like oh shit they really showed the you know they didn't really edit it that much you know like it's pretty real yeah well you guys came across as really down to earth like compared to some of the couples on that show (laughs) very normal so i think uh, it's awesome that you didn't you know do any prior research you didn't have like any background noise of of kind of impacting maybe how you were going to come across on the show right well because then you start you'd start modeling your behavior on whatever you thought it was supposed to be instead of just being you and I know a lot of reality tv is super fun to watch but you want to we want to make we want to bring the real back to reality (laughs) 
So Noni, did you do any, like, did, yeah. did you get on your soapbox about feminism and, and was that part just like cut out or is that coming constantly. later? Oh, constantly? Constantly. Is anything so, notable you want to share to my listeners right now that didn't absolutely. make it on the show? Absolutely. You know what? I think it's fairly notable that even on a, a show called Marrying Millions, you don't see a lot of women in the role of the millionaire. So I find that very interesting. And I don't think it's for lack of the network attempting to find us. I think that many women are, are just not there yet in this country and anywhere. So, you know, part of why I wanted to do the show was I was like, oh, I, I get to be, you know, the, the voice of the female millionaire. If I look at the other uh, peers on the show, they're awesome. They're so much fun. And we actually have a great rapport yeah. and relationship with all of the other couples, but it goes without saying, which it shouldn't, that a significantly older man with a very young girl is considered like pat on the back, yeah, bro, way to go. And then a woman at 48 with a 30-year-old, he's a grown man, he's a 30-year-old man, partner is still considered like shocking or gross. A little bit taboo. Yeah. Right, so what, so let's talk about that, right? Let's use this show to ex rip the lid off that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I get super fired yeah. up about that kind of thing. Don't get me no, started. <laughs> no, no, that's what this platform is for. Definitely. Like, if you want to say anything more about that, like, Reese, what was it like for you getting a little bit of flack? You know what I mean? For dating, like, oh, up yeah. instead of down in a it's society. Hilarious. I think it's really funny. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I just, I don't even really think about it, I guess. It's like, I just wake up and try to do rad shit every day and, that, and that's all I've been doing. I don't know. I don't really pay attention too much to the other stuff, but it has been crazy of just seeing, like, it's just such a crazy fucking time right now in the world, right? And it's like, uh, you can't talk, like, the big networks, these big, you know, just big TV or whatever, it's like, they don't want... The show the show's not about that. It's supposed to be like kind of to take take people's minds off it or whatever. It's entertainment, right? right. It's like it they don't want it to be like political and like you can't be like, you know, it's like we did some interviews where it's like start talking about like all the protests and everything that's going on. And they're like, Yep, that didn't make anything <laughs> in the in the interview we did, you know. Well and there's crazy. a whole new C Oh yeah, right. The C word. Oh, yeah. COVID to me sounds like an STD, just as the word itself, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> but um... my, my little girl says that COVID nineteen sounds like a boy band. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, and I think like maybe they wanted to age well or something. Like, yeah. you know, don't. I did think that was interesting when I was watching back the show recently um, and, you know, like was zipping through and just watching your guys' stories that like nobody really addresses the pandemic. Nobody addresses, you know, any of the like social unrest that's going on in the world. Um, yeah. have, have you guys taken part in any of the Seattle protests? Oh, yeah, I did. But I went to a bunch. Reese was was down there pretty much every day. But it's like, but I, we already, it's crazy because it's like, we just, I go out and skate or, you know, we go out and do stuff and then it's like, and there's protests. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Like he was more in the beast of the belly. I'm, I choose to be politically activated in other ways. I'm a nervous yeah. Nelly because I'm a single, essentially a single parent. Anything that might put my safety at risk, I'm a little bit allergic to. So I, use my voice in other ways but i support everybody that gets out and does the heavy lifting which is to go and march and really get out there definitely i i also wasn't really sure about going to um i visited chas in capitol hill before it became chop um, yeah. <laughs> i thought that was very beautiful like there there was a lot of you know positive conversations being had and beautiful art being made and um Unfortunately, you know, that had like a finite uh, lifetime 
on yeah. it. But yeah, just in general, I think it's like good to talk about, you know, you guys are public figures now, right. you know, in a sense, and to hear that you're supporting that kind of thing, I think could get, you know, other people who are maybe a little more apprehensive about it, um, it you know, at least thinking and talking about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what was I going to say? The, just the, everything going on, you know, it's just crazy, crazy fucking times. And it's like, <laughs> we, uh, it's about to get a little crazier on November. Yeah, and it's fucking gnarly. See where that goes. And I won't, and I won't turn this into a political Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is that, uh, I was going to say that, like, I don't really watch the news. I don't really follow any news. The way I hear most of my news is from my friends and people that, you know, that are, like, you know, political scientists and shit. And, like, talking, you know, they follow it on both sides and they do all this stuff and, like, it's just, it's been, it was really cool to see it happen in, you know, in Seattle and Portland. Uh, it's just like, it's just like crazy. Yeah. Like everywhere. It's like, I think it's badass. I think it's like, that's just what has to happen. You know, shit has to, people, shit has to change. Like, it's not going to just change overnight, you know? So I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. And this, this country has a history of not changing until people get angry. So, (laughs) well, um, I guess that's a good segue into how did COVID affect the filming of this? Because initially when you signed on, there wasn't a pandemic going on, right? Yeah. We, you want to take should I speak to that one? Uh, okay, so so we managed to get, was it like one session under our belt? Yeah, we had one, we had one filming session. So our filming sessions tend to last for a work week, which is about a five-day period. Okay. They're extremely long days. They're 10, 12 plus hours. Um, it's a lot of fun, but this is a, it's a big <laughs> full-time job getting this show made. And so that's been a learning curve for us. We did get uh, one good chunk out of the way. And then the pandemic struck, which halted filming for three months. I don't know. I don't Maybe remember. Longer for, for at least 90 days, I'm going to say. Maybe it was even a little bit longer. I'd have to literally look at the calendar. So, so filming got shut down. So you know, what does that do to our poor production company and the poor network who are trying to get this show made? Uh, it, it, what it ultimately meant was that when we can reconvened for filming, it's, it's much more laborious now. It's very, very stringent. We have COVID testing within 48 hours of going on set and we have to quarantine for those 48 hours. We are masked the entire time. You have to wash and sanitize your hands before entering and or leaving any room, any set. So yeah, it's, they were it's, super, it's for everybody on the set, not just us. They were wow. super strict. Like the only time you didn't have your mask on was when you were filming yeah. and like in between takes or whatever you're, it was like, I got to give them props for yeah, how well they handled it because really it was well. like, because that's like a scare. it's like a crazy thing, you know, because you're like, I don't want to get anyone else sick and I don't want to bring anything back and get my family yeah. sick or, you know, whatever. So it was pretty crazy. And, uh, but I think they handled it really well. I feel like we're the safest set in reality television. <laughs> like it's so, our set is so gnarly. You can't even take yeah, your yeah. mask off to like speak to someone or fix your mic. It has to stay on until you're literally filming. And then at that point, the entire crew backs more than six feet away. And, and it's just Reese and I and whoever else is in that scene, all of whom have fresh tests within 48 hours. So. We, 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 feel, we feel really good about going back to filming. It does mean that we're filming um, almost every other week. It just makes it a lot <laughs> To longer. make up for the lost episodes. Well, and it's just a lot. I feel like it takes longer for everything because they're sanitizing the everything, like the microphones, the doorknobs, every little thing. They're like, and I, so I feel like that kind of makes it like, Lunch is kind of sad. Now when we, yeah, we have to eat all by ourselves in a corner. Like picnics for yeah. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's like, That's it's awesome crazy. to hear that it was so safe, though, because I, I can't believe that there's, like, controversy over, like, sanitizing and wearing masks. Um, yeah, like, it's not going to – it doesn't not help. Like, well, right? see, like, I'm fascinated to see, as a little bit of a sidebar, what happens with our flu season this year because we're all masked. 
So I would love to see that we have the lowest flu season on record for 100 years. You know, it'll be interesting to see what the real efficacy of masks is uh, around all sorts of other illnesses, not just COVID. Yeah, I, I agree. That's interesting. My friends and I are like, we should normalize wearing masks. Like if you're sneezing, you have a cold, like just mask up. Why not? You know, or even sure. too, just like staying home when you're sick, right? Like how many times you go to work when you're like, when you know you're, when sick. You know you're yeah. sick, but it's like, what? you're not going to pay your fucking bills or you're going to lose your job because you yeah. show up sick. And it's like, fuck that. Take the fucking the sick day and stay home. Culture. And so you don't fucking, it's like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to believe with For your any office of this job, shit. At your office job, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So what you guys are both from Seattle, right? Noni, you're from Queen Anne and Well, no, I live in Queen Anne, but I wasn't okay. born. Yeah. How long have you been in Seattle? Oh Lord. Fifteen years. Okay. And Reese, you're from Be I'm the from shows of Beacon Hill? Yeah, that's where I'm that's where my that's where I'm living at now. Okay. But uh I was like, I was born in like Kent, Federal Way. Oh, nice. I'm from Kent. Shout oh, yeah. out, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. so many Kent jokes. Uh, people dude. falling and not getting out of Kent. So I'm glad that uh, you did. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's I moved out as soon as I could. And, uh, and then I lived all over Seattle from, you know, North Seattle to Capitol Hill to freaking, yeah. yeah, Tacoma. I've lived all over. Mm -hmm. So. And then I've traveled a lot too, but yeah, Noni's originally from Texas and then she lived in London for like 20 plus years or whatever. Oh, awesome. So I was just going to ask, you guys are from Seattle. What's your opinion of the Seattle freeze? Oh, I got a new one on that too. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think I've totally heard that a bunch. Right. But then, uh, someone was saying the other day of how they're like, it was, uh, you know, it used to not be like that. And it's kind of starting to go that, uh, back to like how it used to be where that's not existent. I, I, I think agree. it's, no, I'm saying like, it's a real thing for sure. Like I hear people say it all the time when they first move here, but then I'm also hearing now it's like, it's kind of going back to where people are being more nice and they're well, not. Because there's no Seattle, it's all Amazon people from well, out of town. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am not a true Seattleite because I am a transplant from 15 years ago. But I can tell you, I'm the friendliest person in the world. I will talk to anyone. I make friends in line at the grocery store. I like, I'm just that girl. And I didn't have a single friend for probably like years two away. years when I moved here. People oh were gosh. so mean to me. I got frozen out of every single female uh, social circle I attempted to join. People were just wary of me. They didn't like my accent. They didn't like that I came from London. They didn't like the way I dressed. And I just got completely frozen out. So, yeah, I, for me, it was a very real experience. Oh, the, I mean, as someone from, that's from Seattle, I would definitely agree. Like, there's a Seattle passivity where people are like, yeah, totally. Let's do it. And then, like, you never hear from them ever again. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's totally maybe it's different for men as well like i don't know maybe is seattle free is specific to women this is another good no, feminist I heard, question um, i've heard from both sides but uh i don't know i just remember seattle and i i still feel like this of like anybody you see on the side of the street or walking or anything you can you can talk to them and they'll talk to you but it's like I think but that's like special. I think I it's like, like a different thing, you know. Like, well, and I just think as like a skateboarder and shit, and like you see a bum or something, most people would be afraid of, and I'd fucking say what's up to the guy. And yeah, he might be like, like I feel like there used to be way more crazy people in Seattle than what oh, there Lord, is. Really? There's a lot. No, I mean I don't mean junkies or like, you know, I mean like there was just crazy art people that like. Oh yeah. People, you know? They all fucking knew. Because they got priced out. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. I don't yeah. know. High rent we're, and low wages, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> we're sad about the changes to our city. You know, we, we are. I mean, I, it had, the landscape of our city has changed dramatically. And of course, now huge swaths of our downtown or near downtown area are all dedicated to the, the big A campus, which of course, we're glad for the, the revenue and we're glad for the tax dollars. But 
man, it's homogenized our our city socially pretty significantly. Really has. And it's touching like all parts of Seattle. Like I'm over in Ballard, so like, you know, northwest Seattle. And um yeah, you can even see like the Amazon like inching over that way and like Google's oh. in Fremont and tech's really taking over. Yeah. Yeah, shit's crazy. It's fucking we're, I don't we're know. I, heard, down now. We're the I read uh, I read an article the other day. There's something talking about how supposedly because of COVID and all this stuff that these businesses are gonna move shit to like, you know, these other states where they have more lack you know, slack laws. And so in turn they're saying that the rent's gonna go down. But I was like, I feel like that was just total like bullshit. Almost. People are, like, they say that people are gonna move out of Seattle. Yeah, they're Why saying that people the they're well because they're like because mm-hmm. of the COVID shit. They're like, you know, Seattle's being pretty strict about it, whereas other states or whatever are more sharp. Sure, but I don't know. Who knows if that's true or not? But. Well, some of the, the whole workforce, you know, we all know this from personal experience. I'm very lucky. Yeah, the whole 90% of our workforce is now perfectly capable of being productive working from home. A lot of them. So big companies sure. are like, wait, why are we paying millions of dollars in real exactly. estate? Exactly. Why do we have all these empty yeah. buildings uh, and we're paying to keep the lights on? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think. COVID and like stay at home order is kind of showing that you could probably live anywhere in the country and work for a city anywhere. Right. Which that might is, be the only yeah. silver lining of COVID. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, to Reese's point, I can't really see rent going down. You know what I mean? Once right. it reaches a certain point, why would like, yeah. as property taxes go up, like the landlords can't afford to bring it down. You know what I yeah. mean? I know, I don't remember what article that was, but I remember being like, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> there's no way. If I, like, why would it go down? If anything, it's only going to go up more. Like, because I mean, I don't know. It's there, fucking, it's crazy times. And the market is very volatile. So well, I'm just saying, wait till really see, nice. you know, who knows? We can't predict the future, but you see all these small businesses that are going under and fucking, you know, they run out of unemployment or fucking, you know, who knows? Like, I don't know. It's fucking crazy shit. I hope you hear our podcast. Oh, yeah. I always put an explicit tag on it because I often throw out the F word just without even realizing it. <laughs> I think that Reese can yeah, make, speak yeah. without the bleeper machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did they bleep you out on the show? I didn't really notice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. There was some funny takes where. Uh, outtakes. Are they're funny. like. They would do a show of just outtakes. Yeah. They're, they're so funny. Because they would just be is yeah. Because I just cuss a lot and say ridiculous stuff. Like that. <laughs> don't have that vocabulary. So but, would they be like, sorry, you gotta like PG, like like turn that rating down and like reset. Yeah, like. They'd be, I don't know, they'd be, they're pretty cool about just letting us do our thing. That's what was crazy about it, really, is just how much, like, watching the episodes, you know, I'm like, this is the first time I'm seeing it, and I don't ever really watch TV, but, like, it's fucking, it's pretty cool to see, because there's a lot of it that, uh, you know, it's like, it's just real, it's like. Yeah, Lifetime is is a historically fairly conservative network, and they've given us a very long and generous leash with how we behave and what we say and how we say it and it's but there's really been kind of, a lot of times really cool. it shows that they're, that they're moving you know they're they're moving more into a current <laughs> climate and uh we've had a really extremely positive experience yeah in the show, well they, we? it's we like they would say it's just like okay can you say that without uh saying fuck four times you know like <laughs> so it's kind of like all right and, but yeah it was cool man it's fun it's crazy it's like it's such a weird, it's such a weird uh, experience, you know, it's like. I don't think Reese ever wild. thought he would be doing reality television. No. He certainly was not excited when I, when I put it forward to him. Yeah. And now I like, love it. It's like, so. Oh, you love it. Are you guys, are you allowed to say, are you coming on for another season? Uh, we don't, we don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. Actually, we actually don't even know. Yeah. They, the, the, um, network and the production companies keep their cards very close to their chest so yeah they do you'll it. know when we know yeah they're like they're really funny with that shit too it's kind of like they're like they, uh, yeah. they're pretty sick like they're it's a pretty good 
you know, they, it's there's not like we don't even know our own yeah story. like or we or I don't know it's like we know I know what we filmed right but we don't know the we don't we don't see it until everyone else sees it so it's kind of cool yeah we like, don't have any previews or episodes okay and we don't know which episodes we feature in or not so yeah. there may be a week where we're not on at all I know and we're like hyping up the show we're like everybody watch the show and then they're like dude you weren't on it and we're like so I did what? notice so yeah it. I think there were two episodes that you guys weren't on or at least one for sure so. um I, on this um first chunk there are only two episodes that we're not in so that's okay but would you be willing to do another season of this oh, oh yeah. yeah we think it's great yeah they were I mean, you know, we got a we got a whole lot more story to tell. Dude, there's like that's what's been so cool if it's just like, you know, Don't I can't spoiler, I can't do any spoilers, but like Damn it's it. just pretty cool. They're like letting us, you know, it's like I like I just wake up and do rad shit every day and yeah, and they come and film it and it's like it's pretty cool. Like I'm excited to see how these this next uh, this next episode <laughs> next week's gonna be. Yeah, the finale wrapping it up i'm excited as well to see that um side note reese you should maybe make shirts that say wake up and do rad shit every day damn that's a good one (laughs) (laughs) notes to self yeah noni can help you with that she's in the business um so okay it with the show it briefly touched on how you guys met i don't think you ever came out and said what dating app. You just briefly mentioned we met online. We talked a little bit. And Reese, you didn't think that Noni was real. Yeah. So um, can, can you tell us what app you met on and a little yeah, bit about on, the beginning? Yeah, sorry. We met on uh, Tinder. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was pretty funny because we had matched. <laughs> and then uh, we just like stopped talking for like three or four months. We just like. I didn't even think, I didn't think she was a real person. You know, I was like. You thought you were being catfished? Yeah, I was like, I thought it was like a, sca- you know, some scammer or something, some old guy. <laughs> some old man. Yeah, some old dude in his some basement. Some gross guy in his basement, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> so, uh, so then it was like three or four months and then I don't know why we started. We <laughs> or, like, or you started, you hit me up or I hit you up or something. I'm sure have i yeah oh yeah so what's funny is my last episode that i just aired it was actually with a guy i met on tinder a few years ago we're just really good friends now yeah but i mean i've been around the block i've used tinder i think that's hilarious you guys met there because i know other dating apps get like i guess a better reputation like bumble yeah. you know is like yeah, women takes like charge but Anyone. Okay. Tags are on Tinder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the reputation. But you know, it's been a minute. I don't. We have. I don't know what. I think Hinge is like where everybody's hanging out now, or whatever. Definitely. Or even just Instagram. People are just scamming on each other on Instagram because nobody wants to go on an app anymore. They're just like sliding into your DMs and whatever. <laughs> that's so, so true. <laughs> we did that thing where we were like all hot and heavy texting, like, "Hey, what's up? What's up? We should meet up. We should meet up." And then we both just like got distracted by whatever yeah. life, probably other people at that point. And, and it just went, and it just went quiet. You know, when you have four or five people you're chatting with and, and they kind of come and go. Mm-hmm. So we fell off each other's radar for a long time. And then around Christmas, we suddenly like popped back up and started communicating again. Then we made like a commitment to actually go on a date. And then the rest, and then once we met, around. it was done. We were like, oh yeah, this is done. Oh, can you tell us about your first date? Yeah, we uh, we went out to this shitty dive bar. It was like a sports bar. It's a shitty dive bar. It's an awesome dive bar. It sounds like Noni picked the place, did she? Yeah, Noni <laughs> picked the place. It was a sports bar, and I'm not really a sports guy. And uh, so I'm like sitting there, and there's like a fucking, you know, whatever game on. The game's on, yeah. Yeah, whatever that is. And uh, which, whatever, I like, I rep Seattle shit but like anyway i'm sitting there and it's just everybody's looking at me like what am i doing here you know because i'm not <laughs> like everyone's wearing like mariners shit or seahawks shit and i'm like whatever and so i'm sitting there and then noni came and then it was like it was just on we fucking started talking 
and it was like we were there for so long yeah so it was like, just like i can't yeah. <laughs> falling out of our chairs yeah <laughs> that sounds like a good date though when you're having such a good time you're like yeah i don't really want another drink but i'll have one because i just want to like talk keep talking you know yeah so, well and it's like great. you know the nerves you get too like when you go on a first date and then like for me too because i had like googled her because i didn't think she was real <laughs> oh my so god did I, that stress you out were you like yeah, so scared i was like I was like, Cole, like, don't fuck this up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this shit, if she's real, this is like, this is crazy. And then, yeah, when she came and it was like, oh, yep, she's real. And then it was just, once uh, once I got her laughing, I could tell it was like, it was, it was on, you know? <laughs> Noni, what was your perspective on the first date? Well, you know, I have always been part of kind of the skate and music and motorcycling communities. So it's not like Reese was some giant surprise to me. You know, I've, I've always known people in those realms and hung out with people in those realms. So and mostly I knew what he looked like. I knew he was, you know, adorable and, you know, funny. And I knew, and he was a big skater. So I walked in and I saw him at the end of the bar and he like hadn't even taken his coat off. He's still wearing like this giant, like furry puffer thing with his hood, his hat. And it's like, he was so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I just found it so totally disarming and charming that I knew that I was interested in him pretty much the second I said hi. Aww. So <laughs> was there a particular moment after your first date where like either one of you can answer where you just like knew you're like this, this is the one? I think it was on the first day. I think so too. It really? was like, you know, yeah. yeah. I think it was within like a couple minutes of talking to each other. We're just like, all right, so fucking, yeah, we're, we're fucked. We're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a choice in this. <laughs> well, most recently on the show, we saw you guys make the decision to uh, move in together, which is huge and super exciting. We watched you pack up Reese's place for like a half second. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Noni, I loved what you said though. You were like, if we're not moving forward, like we're moving backwards. You know, like e like even being stagnant is in a way moving backwards. I that really resonated with me. Um, how has the transition been to living together? Well, you will find out in the season <laughs> finale. Okay. <laughs> Little teaser. Not to be missed. If you <laughs> Uh, care about our storyline at all this would be the episode not to miss so I won't give too much away but obviously we're sitting here happily smiling at you doing this podcast so it can't so it, it, it can't be too terrible but um it is a hysterical episode yeah. <laughs> and um yeah we're 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 making it conjoining very polarized lives is what we're doing <laughs> well it's like we love each other you know that's what it uh I think it all comes down to we can't really like give any spoilers or we gotta be like careful what we say but you know there's growing pains there's we no love doubt. each other at the end of the day yeah whatever happens you know like she said we're sitting here doing this and uh yeah <laughs> so that okay it all works out but there's some trials and tribulations to go through sounds like yeah well that's an easy segue into you guys also on the show face some opposition from friends and family on both sides um, about your relationship. Have you been able to combine social circles um, to create like one big happy family? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> we're, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. We have um, significant challenges on the record side of the family, as you know. And uh, in terms of my friends, I think that's probably an easier, an easier bridge to cross. You know, blood is thicker than water. So. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy. You know, I think it's just hard in any relationship for meeting the other people's, you know, friends and family, and then you when we have such a diverse kind of, uh, you know. It seems like neither side or, gets it, right? Like yeah. My friends are just like. And his family are like, huh, we, we don't get yeah. it. And we're just like, yeah, well, what's there to get, dude? Yeah. Like, just 
if you're not with us, you're against us. So just <laughs> on board or get or, or buy, you know? Yeah, straight up. And it doesn't really matter because nobody else is dating Reese, you know? Nobody else is dating Noni. I don't... I, yeah. I think it's cool. Also, Noni, what you said about fighting for bodily autonomy. Like, my body, my choice. Like, you know what All I mean? Way. And Always. Yeah, I thought that was cool that Reese supports you in that and... Like, that's all that fucking matters. Nobody else's opinion matters, you know? Right, right. Well, and it's so that those types of conversations are so personal, you know, when you're talking about, you know, your body or like illnesses that you've suffered. I, I almost died two years ago. You know, it's not, I know there's been a lot of speculation, um, which that I watch on social about like, oh, what virus did Noni get? Like, is it COVID? Is it this? Like, why, why can't she have children? So I'll just tell you what happened because it didn't make the edit. I am, I have a rare and unknown genomic deficiency, which means I cannot fight specific viruses. I would have never known that I had this, except that I had the misfortune to come into direct contact with one of the viruses that I couldn't fight. It was called Coxsackie virus, which yeah. should be no big deal. Like it's little like babies get it. It's, it's, like, it's called hand, foot, and mouth yeah. disease. Like nursery schools get it. Oh. Little get it. It's nothing. It's like no, it's like chicken pox. No big deal. And I have this genomic deficiency that we didn't know about. I don't have any ability to fight that virus. So I got it at my daughter's daycare center and I almost died. Randomly. Yeah, like, was randomly. Like, I was fine one minute and I was almost dead. So, oh, I was going to say that's so crazy. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, it was crazy. super crazy. Because she just Reese was like, was with me the whole I'm worried. Yeah, well, she's like, oh, I'm not feeling good. And I'm like, fucking drink some water. You know, like, yeah. you'll be fine. It's just fucking, you're just sick. No big deal. And then it was like the next day, she's like, dude, I can't hear in my ear. And I'm like, well, that's probably just, you know, your sinuses or whatever. And then it was like, I don't know, a day or two. It was horrible. And then yeah. it was like, it was like, no, we're going to the Reese hospital. Like, we're going to the hospital. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. She's like, course. I don't want to pay the, I don't want to, you know, I don't deal with it. They're like, yeah, you're fucked. Like, yeah. you lost your hearing completely in your ear. Um, it could still attack more. You could lose your other ear, too. Or your eyes. Or your eyes or, your or any of your, anything that's, uh, what do you call it? Well, I had, so I got brain, so I ended up getting brain damage from this virus. So I'm completely deaf in my left ear. I have no hearing at all. I can't even wear a hearing aid. I have um, some facial paralysis on my left side and it, and it totally trashed my reproductive organs. But I did not die. So that's yeah. all that matters. And she could have very easily <laughs> died. You know? That is so scary. I wish that they had included that in the show. And thank you so much for sharing that like deeply personal information. Um, no problem. I'm not embarrassed at all. I, I like want people to know about, you know, these journeys because it it really makes you a lot more real yeah when you um explain that to Reese's family did that like garner a little bit like more understanding of the situation no <laughs> short answer what oh my gosh well I'm so glad you're here and you were able to do this show and bring like awareness to that because like there are a lot of reasons that people are infertile or unable to reproduce, you know, and that is a really interesting one I've actually never heard of before. Me either. Yeah, <laughs> I drew the unlucky straw. <laughs> I really enjoyed a picture that you posted on Instagram of your daughter and her saying something about pan is is the most fair way to love being pansexual. Um, how has that been like like bringing a child into your relationship? It's been, I mean, are you on a... No, you love children, you go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Like, you don't, you don't want to bring just, you know, people into, like, it took us, it was a while before I met Paloma, and, because, um, you know, yeah, it's like, you got that protective, you don't want just someone that's going to be, not be here tomorrow, you know, or whatever, <laughs> but uh, it's been awesome, because she's, like, she's so smart, and just, uh, she's, like, an old soul or something she's and like really she's she I, teaches. I shed a tear when noni said i want to be like paloma when i grow up yeah if you met her you'd be like oh yeah she's insane you. she's so totally unique i just even having a conversation with her 
it's like yeah, so she's fascinating. She's, she's just quiet, odd, introverted. She's like the best kid. She just like reads books and draws and like does her own thing. And she's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Totally has no preconceived notions about anyone or anything. She's very fascinated by the LGBTQ. Yeah. I probably said that wrong community. And she's really, you know, very involved with that at her school yeah. and, and an advocate for all sorts of different people from all sorts of different walks of life. She's just a totally fascinating 12 year old person. <laughs> uh, we could talk all day about We could, so we could. But Reese is great with her. She well, it's crazy too. She like taught me about. Like, she taught me about shit. I didn't like. I didn't know the, you know, how you identify, versus what you uh. Your gender. Your gender, your right? Like, yeah. versus your sexual preference. She like broke all this. Like taught me all of this, and it was like it was pretty cool. Cause I was like, I never had a problem like skateboarders. You know, we're we're all about whoever. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, for her to, she's just very, very smart. And it's, it's pretty cool. Like we've kind of already established that no matter what happens between me and Noni, me and Paloma will still be friends. You know, like there's no, yeah, you kind of have to do if that. If the worst should happen. You can't like, yeah. it's not really like fair to, you know, use your kid as like a pawn yeah. and, and like I'm, the arguments and, we're and both stuff like very that. close with my ex-husband. Yeah. He's our neighbor. We hang Super out with cool him. Super cool dude. He's a, he's a so we're not um, have one of those very fortunate, and you know we've worked hard divorces to make it completely about the kids. That's awesome to hear. It's pretty rare. I don't know a lot of divorced people that adore their ex as much as I do. Yeah, no, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, it really just shows speaks to like the maturity level too of you know what I mean when you can put like. Paloma ahead of everything else and like yeah. which is why you don't see her in the show yeah <laughs> yeah no I figured that and I think that is very wise I do have to say I worry about the children of the celebrities that are being shared constantly you know like oh, yeah. their bath time like every milestone of their life is just posted dude on I get it I was I just was hanging out with my family and it's like dude just stop and I do the same thing with her too but it's like and this is a little different, but it's like, you know, you don't got to take a picture of everything. You don't have to be posting shit every time. Like, just be in the moment and take a mental picture, you know? Like, take a mental picture and remember it. You don't need to because now you're just, you're taking away from it by putting, you know, putting it on social media and, like, it, the instant, like, I hate that shit. You're never going to be, know, you'll never sorry. be an influencer, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, um, Paloma has never seen the show, although we offered oh. that if she would like to watch it, she could. And she said, um, so we put it on in, in the, <laughs> we were all sitting in the bed and we put it on the TV and it's the dinner party scene where, you know, things get fairly heated. Oh my God, that was so intense. <laughs> so awful. And I'm wearing this like red sparkly top and she literally looked at the screen for about one second and she went, mom what are you wearing <laughs> like oh i'm going to bed and then she just leaves she's never seen she's never seen it absolutely absurd oh um first i'm gonna ask reese this and then noni how has reese how has dating noni been different than any other woman that you've dated well there's a lot <laughs> how much time uh, you have? yeah yeah, there's a lot. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, you know. I've never first one. It's like dating someone that has their shit together, because uh, a lot of girls, not saying girls I've dated in the past didn't have their shit together, but they were just oh, you I know. Would say that. Yeah, let, me, <laughs> let me finish my. Uh, you know, because like girls I've dated in the past, they were fucking, you know graduating college they're doing they're doing hella shit but it was like she's the first one where it's like oh fuck like she's you know got her own her own business her own company she's doing her her own thing you know and uh it was like it made me it just changed me to where i go 
I'm never going to go fucking like, I need to step my shit up, you know, like it makes me want to be a better human being all around. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Like there's a lot, I don't know. She's, it's just different than like normal. Like, I don't know, I guess that she's just more, you know, had more experience or whatever to be like, there's just no cut through all the bullshit. So I don't know. It's pretty crazy. I love that. I know what you mean about being with someone who like has their shit together more or less than you. And I think it's better to be with someone that has their shit together more than you. It's inspiring. Yeah. Um, so with that, Noni, how has it been dating Reese? And how is that different than any other relationship you've had? Well, Reese is what falls into this category that we like to call a handful. When people say, what's Reese like? I'm like, oh, he's a handful. <laughs> No, he's great. He's super high energy. And, you know, it can be a little bit exhausting. I'm 18 years older than him. Reese will wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go outside, chop wood, come in, have his coffee, ride his bike 20 miles to the skate park, skate all day, then ride his bike to the next skate park, you know, on and on and on and back home and then still be like, yeah, I think I'm going to go for a run. And I'm just like, barely climbing the stairs without being out of breath. <laughs> so he's extraordinarily high energy, but it's very, that's, that inspires me, you know, and his youthful energy. It's fun being with somebody who is an age that you've already been. So it allows me to kind of remind myself, like, well, what was I going through at 31? Where was I in my life? How was I feeling? And it helps me to be um, more empathetic and sympathetic toward him. You know, I try not to push Reese. I push myself extremely hard. I'm very, very hard on myself. I'm very driven. I'm a workaholic. And a lot of it is, you know, not necessarily positive. I can be very, very hard on myself and I can be very, very hard on other people. I have high expectations. And Reese has helped me to acknowledge that, you know, everybody's different. Everybody does not need to be like me. And he's helped me kind of tone that that down. It brings me a lot of joy. <laughs> so we saw a lot of other couples on the show this season fight about money, which is kind of comes with the territory, I guess. You're on a show called Marrying Millions. But you guys don't really like address that as a topic really at all like the disparity in you know your salaries or like how it impacts your relationship do you have anything to say about that yeah you want to say it or you want me to i'll just be brief <laughs> reese doesn't care about money you know that's kind of the the, the very short version of it is I hate, yeah i hate to spoil it everybody <laughs> don't mean to ruin yeah, the I've, I've tried to get him to care about money but i've failed so yeah he doesn't care and so it's a very easy conversation you know, there's, yeah. there's nothing to fight about. He doesn't want me to buy him a Lamborghini. He doesn't want me to buy him a motorcycle. He doesn't, he doesn't want anything. He just wants to be with me and be part of the family. So it's, it's, um, he does not cost me a lot of money. He's a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> cheap date. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I think a lot of times on uh, not just shows like that, but in real life, um, the millionaire typically is, is kind of like, you know, apprehensive, like, is this person really, do they love me or do they love my life, you know? And, and it didn't seem like you guys had any qualms or concerns about that issue. You don't love my life, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so I go like, oh, listen to your, you my life is garbage. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all about time, you know? That's the thing, it's like... <laughs> Fucking, how much is your time worth? You know, how do you put a how do you put a price tag on someone's time? You fucking, that's what it is. That's what we've always asked of each other is that we give each other our time, you know, and attention. And so that's where you we know you can't put that hard to put a price on that. So I think it is funny though because the show is marrying millions, but that's what's been cool. I feel like is that we've been able to kind of control the narrative of like that. It's like they can't really air anything like that because we don't really fight about that. You know, like mm -hmm. there's, it's not like a real issue between us. Cause we just don't think about it. Cause it's just like, you know, yeah, we have, we have plenty of 
we're not the perfect couple. We fight about plenty of things. Yeah. Money doesn't happen to be one of them. I remember saying to the executive producer, you know, early in filming, like, are you going to make me look like an asshole? And he said, yeah. hey, man, I can't, I can't use what you don't give me. Yeah. You don't want to like, look like an asshole, like an don't ass- act yeah. like an asshole. And I thought, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I did think that Noni's been like the kindest, most chill millionaire I've seen on that show. Um, <laughs> if that means anything to you. Um, but thank you yeah and leading into you know fighting and stuff uh a lot of couples in quarantine are wanting to scratch each other's eyes out um or breaking up or you know like getting too much time together too much quality time Um, (laughs) how has COVID affected your relationship has it changed much yeah yeah definitely I mean just having the TV show is going to affect a relationship, right? Like, yeah. and then and then we put the COVID thing on it. That's where, you know, we both had to say it to each other multiple times where we're like, hey, remember, like, you've just been quarantining for fucking two weeks or, you know, however long. And, uh, like, we, that's a factor in everybody's relationship. And it's like, shout out to fucking everybody out there that's, you know, dealing with that because it's fucking hard, like, you know, I got friends where they're, they didn't, they quarantined so hard, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause they were so, cause their grandpa was sick or whatever. Yeah. And so they were like, they were fucking going through it, man. And like, I think we've been lucky enough to where it's like, we're able to, we already kind of live a quarantine life. I feel like sometimes oh, like, yeah, we, hate, we, hate we I like, we hate people, so <laughs> don't fucking ever do anything. So it wasn't that hard. Yeah, like it wasn't that hard for us to adjust. But okay. it did affect it though, for sure. I mean, we like, get on each other's nerves all the time. Yeah. Of course. But that is the, the, the one benefit of that giant house is that we can just not see each other for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that in, a, in an interview with you guys. You were like, we're using new rooms in the house. <laughs> yeah. For sure. We're like, wow, no one ever goes in that room. Please. Here's your new. (laughs) So, what do you guys like to do together? Like, what's your favorite way to spend quality time? Do you have a favorite restaurant? You know, pre quarantine that you like to go to? Should we tell her what we like to do? do We love. This is so trashy. (laughs) We love to go to the casino. Okay. (laughs) We go to all the casinos. (laughs) That is like the high life we go to the casino Reese plays blackjack and slots and I play roulette then we have some drinks and we get a hotel room and that is like our date night going to the casino that sounds awesome you guys so fun. you good at roulette like or is it just for fun I, ne- I always no, win I never win I mean I, I can sit at the table for like a couple hours you know so I can like really stretch out that whatever couple hundred bucks but Reese will walk in with like twenty dollars and then I go to get it. I was like, whatever, I'm going to go get a drink. And then he texts me. He's like, hey, I just won like $500. So like, what do you want to do now? And I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? I was gone for three minutes. So he always wins. He's the luckiest. <laughs> that's good. I, really, I didn't expect that from you guys. I don't know what I thought your favorite things to do were, but that's hilarious. Yeah, random. It's so random. We even no, surprise we ourselves. Like, that's so random. <laughs> we also... Other stuff besides going to the fucking. <laughs> we just give the impression that we're at the yeah, we're like just every day, all yeah. day. No, we that's like a that's like a special thing, you know. But we go on hikes together. We go on walks. We like to ride bikes. We go on bike rides. Oh, fun. We do, um, you know, I'll go skate. You guys will come and hang out. Yeah, we'll picnic. We'll, we go to skate park a lot. Like so, uh, me and the kiddo will picnic and draw and bring our books and. We go camping. We like we like to do. Well, all I don't know if I like. Or not camping, but he likes to camp. No, but you don't like camping. Yeah. You'll see. You'll okay, see. sorry. Let's Keep let's on. just say be outside. <laughs> okay. <I like> to- <laughs> and uh, yeah, fucking. I don't know. We do all kinds of shit. You know, going out to eat, cooking food, all we're like normal of, couple stuff. I mean, like to go to the movies. <laughs> so we have a party yeah. 
That's true. I do not like going to parties. <laughs> Does it matter like the size of the party? You know, like to certain certain number of people, are you fine with it? And then you're not. No, I think it's just all like I feel like I've gone to enough parties and like gone to enough bars that like I don't really need to experience that. You know, I don't know. Like Noni's like social butterfly. And I I'm like, like to be around people. I just I like to do my own thing, you know, and not be around people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of, I agree with both of you. I think small talk can be kind of uh, horrible sometimes to deal with. Just yeah. like in a party setting. But it's also necessary to get to know people deeper than that, so. No, for sure. Like, I see both I sides. Know. Yeah. I've gotten to know, I've gotten to more, it's going to her kind of parties too have been pretty sick. But they're also, it's like, it was, there's a lot of fun ones, but then there's also ones where I just felt like, fucking sore thumb you know where it's like we're in this gazillion dollar house and there's like a fucking live band and you know a swimming pool full of fucking beer and like <laughs> i'm the fucking poorest guy there and it's like it was like it was fun it was cool but then it was also like man this kind of people are like trying to talk to me about you know your investment yeah like this all this shit and i'm like you're in is that you said uh, investment portfolio yeah how's <laughs> your investment portfolio yeah. i'm just like yeah uh, it's good i don't know <laughs> so but i don't know it's crazy too now with like covid it's like i do miss like going to shows and stuff like that's the only thing that i feel like has really bummed me out with like covid and just that, that for some reason i can go to a show if it's a band i love and I could be friends with everybody there and, you know, have a great time, but I don't know. There's something weird of just like, yeah, not everybody. Know. Yeah. A lot of people have social anxiety. Yeah. It's totally a normal thing. So when quarantine pandemic is over, who's the first music artist you guys would like to see? That's a good question. I haven't even thought of that. I like that idea of thinking when this is over. Um, yeah, it's it's actually called quarantine goals. It's like, what's your oh, quarantine shit. goal? Like, what do you want to do after this? Yeah. <laughs> That's badass. Mine would be something that you would think was really lame. Like, I would want to go to, like, some giant sparkly Beyonce thing or something. <laughs> oh, fun. You would want to go to, Reese is, like, diehard metal and, like, trash and skate metal and death metal person so i don't know what you'd want to see fucking <laughs> goddamn uh zorch realm fucking my homie's band he just wants to go see like local crowds. yeah <laughs> he, gave him, fucking... he gave him the keys to the kingdom and he just wants to go down to the high line and watch yeah. his friends play <laughs> pretty much that's probably you could have said any band and you wanted to go watch the homies yeah that's i think I so because they're like the best shit like the best times you know we just like so much fun but um yeah i don't know who the best that's a good i think yeah i'd say my friend's band we'd like to travel we'd like to that's what's travel. really up i'm trying to go to europe or just get mm. out of america what's the first trip you guys are gonna take your quarantine trip london yeah, yeah we'll london. Go back to london yeah oh okay family we have family there and i have some property there that we just i haven't even been able to check on <laughs> because yeah. of all of this so we'll probably head out to london and visit with our family and take the kid out to see her granny and her puppy. Yes. Oh, that sounds amazing. I hope this ends soon so you guys can do that. Thank um, you. Do yeah. you have any date suggestions for fellow Seattleites that are also struggling with quarantine and just need some new fresh mm. ideas? Date or day? Date. Oh, date? Date, date. right? That's yeah. yeah. You want to go first or you want me to share? Well, okay. So something that I've been getting into doing, which probably is what people already no, to do so we like to go to discovery park discovery yeah. park is huge or i guess just any park right any like, but i particularly like discovery park I, I just love it there you can get kind of lost in the trails you take your little backpack with your white claw and you go for a little boozy hike and you sit down and you, i think that's really fun and like we said we do like to go to the um casinos which are open by the way oh okay <laughs> good to know work idea that's the worst date of advice <laughs> go get it yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. no uh, i say fucking get uh get thinking get creative you know like try to do 
try to be fucking romantic and try to do yeah or go do games or like uh you know go on a fucking walk or like just i don't know i have a good one i have a good date idea go to the archery range where where is that that sounds awesome so awesome it's it's north but not terribly far north it's like maybe 15 minutes north what the hell town is this? I don't know. We'll have to look. Not even as far as Bothell. There's okay. an archery range. They're they're open. You wear your mask. It's all in lanes. But you could go and whatever, have your little food or your drink. And then if you don't like the date, you shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> archery range is so fun. That way you feel safe. You go like, to the archery range. Safe so for the archery range, do I need to know how, do I need to have all my own materials and know how to yes. do this? I have all the stuff. All the stuff. And if you even want to book like a 30 minute lesson, it's only like 40 bucks oh. and they stand there with you and teach you all the thing. And then they just leave you alone and you just practice. It's so fun. Oh, and then interbay driving range. Oh, I go there all the time. Maybe I'll see you guys sometime. Yeah, <laughs> driving range is so fun. Cause that's a fun date spot. Cause they have one. food and drinks so you can, you know. Do your thing while do you play, you play putt putt in the nine hole too, or just driving? Oh, I forgot about that. No, well, we'll take the kid on putt putt. We do putt putt, but we we go, we to go the for the driving range. Smash balls, yeah. But no, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I wouldn't even. I'd hate to have to try to date during quarantine like that. Would be crazy. Yeah, lots of picnics. I yeah. think one positive from the pandemic is it's forcing people out in nature, you know, because for yeah. some time, all you could do was go to a park. Right. Yeah. Get it's on your bike. We're outside a ton. We nerd out. Like, we garden. We get yeah. out in the garden all the time. Yeah, I guess that would be another thing would be, like, yeah, go to, like, I don't know if Recycled Cycles is still open, but, like, go rent bikes, you know, go for a bike ride, go uh, go to the Jupiter bar you know queen anne or whatever like they got outdoor patio because yeah it's like it's really hard to you know you can't like go to a movie anymore mm-hmm. you can't you know can you rent the i think you can still rent the electric boats that's a fun day. Well, that's a good one or electric bikes is that what you said or the electric, electric boats. boats have you ever done that? oh no i've just oh, heard of the hot tub <laughs> boats <laughs> no this is more for winter there the electric boats are totally covered you bundle up you bring your blankets you bring your cooler and you rent the electric boat and you just poodle all around the lakes that's a fun day oh my gosh that sounds so fun i was gonna say you can rent canoes at the u-dub docks for like an hour or whatever if you wanted to just go like do the i'm, not brave, I'm not brave enough i'm not okay. getting in a canoe the electric <laughs> boat is like a giant boat 12 people oh, okay <laughs> and one other person <laughs> Um, so before we wrap this up, I just want to ask you guys, obviously no relationship is perfect, but what is the secret to a functional relationship? Please tell us what makes yours work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a loaded do you know it? Do you know yes. it? It wouldn't be. Yeah. I do know it. What, what's it's, the secret? It's hard. It's not, there's not an easy answer to that one. It's something that everybody struggles with and it's, um, communication being able to communicate with each other in a way that is respectful and real and not hurtful because man, everybody loves to bicker, right? Including us, everybody loves to bicker. Everybody loves to get under each other's skin. But if you can find a way of a frequency on which to communicate well with your loved one, you're gonna have the best sex life. You're gonna have the best romantic life. You're going to have the best, you know, life cohabiting. So that's, that's really, I think that's the key is clear lines of communication. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's just, uh, you just don't argue or you just don't, uh, you just don't fucking whatever it is that goes down. Like, I don't know. I wish there, if I knew, I feel like I'd love to tell you, but I don't feel like I really know what the secret is. Uh, I think it's, yeah, for me, it's just not a, it's like what she was saying, communication and just, uh, I think allowing the other person to kind of be themselves too and, you know, find themselves on their own. And like, it's like, you know, if Noni didn't let me go skate, then this would have been over a long time ago. Cause that's something I've always had trouble with. Right. But like, I guess just advice would be, yeah, just let, you know, let each other, let, let each other be, you know, do each other's thing and not like try to get you know don't be so hard on yourself and each other like we tend to be so tough on ourselves you know like 
oh shit, I should have done that or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think just being in the moment, I guess that's the key. It's just being present and conscious. And like, if you can do that, then pretty much anything that happens, you'll be able to deal with. It doesn't hurt to be deep in the blood as well. That too. <laughs> I agree. Well, is there anything oh, else I, that you guys want to throw out to Seattle Lights at Large or anyone that's been following, you know, your love story on Marrying Millions? Well, just that, you know, we hope that we continue to entertain you and uh, we're very grateful for your attention on your podcast and we want everybody to tune in every single week to your podcast to check out whatever's going on and oh, what thank you. folks have coming on. Trying to keep it interesting, you know, we're focusing on different lifestyles, relationships, wellness, sex, so. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, beautiful people, if you want to follow Noni and Reese on the season finale of Marrying Millions, it airs Wednesday, October 7th at 10 p.m. on Lifetime. Um, and just thank you guys so much again for being on. This was so much fun for me. I hope you had fun. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Great, Cheers. great chat. Great chat. A lot, a lot of fun. All right. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>